Hello and welcome to the Royal Blue Podcast, where we like to discuss all things championship football and, of course, our beloved Birmingham City. The championship is back this weekend and promises more dramatic twists and turns. We'll be previewing some of the highlight fixtures in game week 12. Of course, we'll also be looking at Blue's difficult trip to the Hawthorns as they take on West Bromwich Albion. How can Blues navigate this tricky tie and come out with some points? I'm not sure how, but we'll get into that. Um, but before we go any further, I must introduce your hosts. My name is Alex and I'm joined by my always lively co-host, Joe. Joe, how are you today? Uh, and are you feeling any optimism for the West Brom game? I'm very optimistic. Yes, I Good. am. I'm very optimistic. Uh, we're going to win. Mm. That's uh, a yeah. win. Let's put this, let's, let's chuck this jingle in. I want to get. I want to get to the Birmingham game, basically. Okay, so we, yeah, we'll uh, so, go straight yeah. to our intro jingle. Uh, then we'll do our roundup of previewing <laughs> the fixtures for this weekend. See you all shortly. Hello, welcome back to the Royal Blue podcast. We're going to get straight into our championship fixture preview roundup, which is a very cumbersome way of saying we're going to look at some fixtures. Uh, we're going to go straight, actually, to what looks like a very interesting fixture uh, in our eyes. Preston hosting Derby is where we're going to start. Um, lots of rumours going on at Derby County this week after Mike Ashley sold Newcastle United. Uh, and that's a separate discussion altogether, what's going on there. Um, lots of rumours this week that Mike Ashley might be interested in purchasing the Rams. What what do we make of this? Well, I think it would be a brilliant move for ev- for all parties. I really do. The only risk is to Mike Ashley on him losing money, and uh, I don't really care about Mike Ashley um, unless we can get him on the show. In which in which case, I love you, Mike. <laughs> <laughs> but uh, you a few pints, you might be interested. Oh, I think so. And maybe a couple of pies. I come on. Over a few, over a few, over the years, I've bought plenty of massive sports direct mugs. So he should be. I've there funded. I have funded Newcastle. Exactly. You, uh, you alone yeah, you funded the purchase of Joel Linton for. Oh yeah. Oh yeah. Yeah, definitely, mate. And his wages. It's your um, fault. Yeah, it's all my fault. <laughs> uh, yeah, but he's become a meme, so it's okay. It's all funny on Instagram, isn't it? It's all good. Um, but anyway, so I think Mike Ashley purchasing Derby. We were just talking about it, uh, just just off air. Um, I think it would be brilliant. I think it would be brilliant. He would wipe out their debts with the money that he's with the money he's just gotten from the Saudi Arabian P public community union or whatever it's called. Is it, um, the, is it the Saudi government though? It's the Saudi government. I it's the Saudi really government. Understand how it's it works. the government. It's the government, but it's a convoluted way of hiding the fact it's the government. But it's mm. so obviously the government. Mm. But because it's not like because it's they're not saying it's the government and because it's some kind of group, mm. um, the Premier League are like, yeah, sure, whatever cool wow. but the, the see here's the thing that's really annoying so this they tried to do this takeover like 18 months ago and there was two issues the premier league had first of all all the illegal streaming that happened in saudi arabia and second of all all of the human rights violations in saudi arabia they fixed all of the illegal streaming by paying for the premier league to be shown over there legally hmm. and now they've accepted it. they haven't changed anything with the human rights and there's a load of people thinking just saying, oh, it's just all about money, which it is all about money. Mm. But we're not, we're not stupid. The Premier League only care about money. Yeah. Um, anyway, that's that's the Premier League. We're talking about the mighty, mighty championship. Yeah, of course. Uh, where their one and only goal is the most entertaining football <laughs> in all of the land. 
And I think Mike Ashley would really, he'd push Derby up. He would potentially, if he came in now, they'd, they'd maybe be able to recruit enough in January to push on and, and scrape a survival. Yeah. And I wouldn't be surprised if in five years' time, with because he will invest. Like As much as Newcastle fans hated him, they hated him because he didn't kick on from yeah, getting them to the Premier it. League. But you can't deny that in the championship, he'd done the job for him. And Derby is a club of the right size with the right fan base that would back Mike Ashley to get them to the top of the championship and back in the Premier League. Mm. Five years time, I think we'll be seeing the Rams in the Premier League if Mike Ashley does purchase. Wow. Wow. Um, It will certainly be quite a story. Um, And on the pitch, they're playing Preston North End. They are. It's it's a real opportunity for them to get more points. I mean, you it know, Preston, Preston North End, you know, they draw a lot of games. I'm just looking at their record. Uh, they were beaten by QPR just before the international break. Derby's starting to find a little bit of form, you could argue. They're in their last five, they only lost one uh, with a couple of wins in there. It, it's, they might look at this one and think to themselves, the Rams, if they're all fit and firing, they could, they could go and get the win and, and get themselves onto five points and start to uh, pull themselves uh, uh, closer to that dotted line and closer to safety. Um, I think it's a, so. It's a difficult one. I think it's going to be. I'm going to do my classic and just predict it would probably be a draw. Probably, <laughs> yeah, probably. Because um, that's uh, what Preston do. Uh, but it would still be a good point for for the Rams. It would be a good point for the Rams. Every point would be a good point for the Rams at this point. However, um, you know, with Peterborough away to Middlesbrough, which which isn't a game that we're going to cover on this segment. Uh, sorry, fans of them clubs, but uh, I think. Middlesbrough have it, uh, hosting Peterborough. This is an opportunity for Derby to close the gap on uh, on uh, whatever Peterborough are called, whatever their nickname is, is what I was going to say. <laughs> the posh, posh. Yeah. Hell, I don't know where that it? comes from. Yeah, there's an interesting story behind it, but I'm not sure why. Oh uh, yeah, uh, <laughs> I don't. Sorry, Peterborough. But, you know, we'll, we'll get to our predictions, but yeah, you're going down. Um, <laughs> anyway. Yeah, I think I think this is an opportunity for Derby County to to maybe close the gap also because also the game a game we're going to come on to in this segment will be Cardiff Swansea. They're playing on Sunday. Uh, should we cover them now? Done Let's the, go for done, it. Done the segue as yeah. well. Um, so Swansea Cardiff that's on Sunday at midday. Uh, South Wales Derby. Mm. It's a big one this, and I, and it's it's a tough old game for. For Cardiff, I think, yes. tougher than it is for Swansea. Cardiff have been in absolute freefall uh, before the international break. Five losses on the trot. Lost to Coventry, lost to Bournemouth, lost to Blackburn, lost to West Brom and lost to Reading. Of course, there's some very, very good teams in there. But five losses on a spin is not good news. Um, there are, there, and I think this is the game. You mentioned it in the last pod about Mick McCarthy. Mm. Is he on borrowed time? possible maybe and this is a kind of game you know because yes they're in bad form but you've just had the international break this is the game where they where they'll need to bounce back it's against their biggest rivals in the country it's again it, it, they're level on points with Swansea so if they do win they'll still be they'll be on 14 points they'll climb I've got no doubt they'll, they'll well they'll, they'll at least climb one place because they'll beat Swansea mm. um I think that they it's not it's not all bad for them if they get the win, but if they do, it's, it, it feels like a do or die moment for, for Cardiff. And I think if, if they lose, McCarthy might be out. 
I think it, it is that crucial a game already for them to be in free fall at this stage of the season. Um, this isn't, you know, the winter period when it gets really tough. This is early days. They started so well and then all of a sudden there's been this complete drop-off in, in performance. Um, it, this is a huge, huge game and a win over your rivals could really turn the season back in the right direction, could turn it around for them. It's a huge, huge game. Swansea City, you know they've underwhelmed so far this season under Russell Martin. I think it's fair to say. Um, but you have to you have to fa- fancy them. I think the way things have gone, I'm, I'm leaning towards a, a tight win for the Swans. And I think Mick McCarthy will be, as you say, on, after this will be very much on borrowed time. That borrowed time will be running out. Yes, I think so. And uh, I think... I think we could see him down the job centre in Cardiff not too in not too long. Let's put it that way. We'll talk more about Cardiff later because we're going to revisit our uh, predicted tables that we did at the start of the season. And I rather foolishly have put Cardiff in. Well, looking at it, I put Cardiff in a bit of a bit of a mad position. <laughs> looking at oh what's yeah, going yeah, on. but uh, yeah, we've both got some pretty mad predictions. In that. <laughs> we, I'm not going to go into mine. But it's pretty obvious for any regular listeners. But yeah, uh, let's let's. Let's do a, let's try and style this out into a smooth segue, shall we? Into the next game that we're going to cover. Yes, so that was uh, Swansea there. They play in white. We're going to move on to another team that play in white. <laughs> Fulham take on QPR. Oh, what a game. Game of the weekend, this. That is, I think that is game of the weekend. And I think it's... I'm expecting goals. I'm expecting lots of nice open attacking play. I'm expecting mistakes. Ooh. I'm expecting defensive mistakes. The only game that I've seen QPR in this season where they haven't made a single error defensively was the game I was at, at Loftus Road against Birmingham, where they were just cool and calm the whole game in the awful, torrid rain. It was, mm. uh, I think, I think we'll see some mistakes because Fulham have shown that they are not pervious uh, so far this season. They're down in fifth, which for them, the squad they've got, the expectations they've got. That is poor. Mm. Sorry, Fulham, but that's poor. It is. Okay. I would. I would say that uh, that they need. They need. They need this win. They need mm. this win from QPR because if QPR do do take the uh, take the win, I think I think they go above them. They do go above them. They will swap places. Um, yeah, and that that would be quite a statement. And it could even it could even get worse for them as they because they'd go level on points with Huddersfield, so they'd be level on points with a team outside of the playoff places, which mm. while it is 12 games into the season or whatever, that's not good. Because you'd think of the teams behind them, Blackburn, Bristol and Reading, three teams who are starting to... I mean, Blackburn's lost their last two, mm. but uh, three teams who have got real quality, real um, ambition... If Fulham get caught in a little bit of a rut, they might they, they might get caught up in a bit of in a bit of traffic mm. before so and, and they, they they could be they could be in a bit of trouble. Yeah, you can get dragged into that chasing pack, can't you? And it's very easily, difficult. very, yeah. very easily. It, it is a real worry. You're absolutely right to talk about the poorest defense that we've seen from Fulham. That you know, conceding four goals at Coventry. It wasn't the it was it was it was the nature of a couple of them. We can talk about the Matty Godden stuff, and I'm sure. Yeah, we yes, we will. We, we should talk will. about that. We will talk. That about was that. hilarious. Let's talk about it now. No, I want to go for it. Go for so, it. So, so this is this is this is so funny. So, I the first thing I done when I saw it on Instagram, I sent it straight to you. Uh, it was at, so the penalty incident for Coventry was it was a questionable decision at the time. Um, 
and you, we we look back on it and we can we can look back on it and we can uh, you can clearly see I'm I'm actually getting up now I'm, let me turn my volume down so it doesn't affect <laughs> the audio um it's so fu- it's so funny it's, it's, it's one of those isn't it where he's the, the simulation is so Im- it's it's so impressive there's no contact it is, but it, it is. there's zero contact and he you know, throws his leg behind yeah. him like it's, a like a, so the, the like a donkey kick immaculate yeah it was it was it, to be fair I mean, he got the pet. I've always been a, an advocate of if you if you cheat and get away with it, it, it should count. Mm. So, like, when you do your GCSEs or you do any exams <laughs> or anything, if you cheat and you get an A, but mm. you get away with it, mm. you didn't cheat. You just found a way. You found a loophole. Wow. Okay. So that right there, I mean, diving is part of the game. We're not. No one's a fan of diving, especially when it's against you. When it's for you you try and spin it but you always try and spin it to say that it's not a dive he's been given i think a two game ban mm, i think it is two games if i if i remember correctly um so obviously he'll be missing uh their fixture we will we'll come on to the commentary fixture mm. shortly yeah but uh it, it, it's one of those isn't it where you you think it's the referee's decision to, to give it although is it the referee's mistake then or, or is the lino giving it are we talking the, it's, it's the match day official. well the lino didn't give it all oh, right when you when you watch the video, the lino didn't flag. The ref pointed the penalty, and then the lino puts the flag up. If no one's ever done a referee course, you're taught if you're a lino and the ref gives a decision, as quickly as you can, you go with the decision to to mm-hmm. to back the to back the the, the ref. Um, I think I think for me, is it's an interesting debate. Maybe something that we should do next international break, which is only a month away. Mm. There's so many of them now. Oh God. I think maybe. First of all, we'll hopefully get uh, another guest on. Um, we've already got a lead on 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 that, but we're not going to reveal anything yet until it's <laughs> until it's in the diary. Um, but uh, I think there's a debate: is that the ref's fault? Is that the official as the officials as a whole fault? Mm. Should the if the fourth official or the lino saw that and didn't and didn't think it was a penalty, should he have spoken to the ref to overturn it, or is that just blatant cheating and the refs have been caught out because, you know, because maybe they've, we, you could certainly say the refs at some point are at fault. The mm. officials are at fault mm. at some point, Yeah. but how much at fault is it? And how much is it just blatant cheating? Should it be a bigger ban? Mm. Should they have, because there's some people saying they should have that goal taken away from them. Well, they I should have, but I mean, it wouldn't, it wouldn't change anything. It would just change the goal difference by one. And you can't do that. You can't just, you can't go back and erase it because no, the game might not. have been completely of different. You can't. No, no. I, I, I am of the opinion that, that this sort of thing is part of the game now, whether we like it or not. I personally don't really like it. But you know, if 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 someone in the Blues team dives to get us a penalty that, and that goal is scored and that keeps us up in the championship, because it looks like it might be going that way, uh, <laughs> um, I'll be over the moon. It, it, it's part of the game now, and I think that the referee and the lino have there has to be a. There has to be, we don't have VAR in the championship. We know that. Uh, perhaps if there was VAR, it would have been reviewed. If, if the there referee, was VAR, I think yeah, the, the, I think it would be reviewed, reviewed, and there would have just been a yellow card for simulation or something along those lines. For, no, for there my... wouldn't. There wouldn't be a yellow card for simulation. Okay. Well, the, would... VAR VAR can't give yellow cards. Oh, okay. Right. Well, that's interesting. I didn't. I wasn't aware of that. But um, either way, we don't have that in the championship. Um, it, it, it's an interesting debate, and I'm sure uh, there's lots of different opinions on this one on different sides, but. It is part of the game. Matty Godden is a forward that wants to score goals. A great way to score goals is to win penalties and take them. Yeah. Uh, yeah. So 
it's it's another part of their arsenal um, that they're using. Um, I, but before before we get bogged down in this whole uh, this whole diving debate, uh, it was absolutely hilarious. Uh, the video is is brilliant, and uh, I mean uh, you can still say in real time the foot the foot is there. He did, Anthony Robinson does leave a foot in. Mm. You can understand right from where the ref is standing, and he's standing in a good position. He's standing in the position he's trained to be in, especially with his liner where he is. You can see why he's given it as a pen. Yeah, yeah. I just well, think maybe the liner should have spoken up. And yeah, that, that yeah. Well, the, the clip, the clip, clearly Matty Godden does a very good job of simulating. It yeah, looks he like he has been... Simulation, um, practising at the... Uh, Whatever their training ground is called. <laughs> I don't want to say what I think it's called because I'm, we might get demonetized or whatever. Well, yeah, of course. We better, we better keep that keep that out. Keep it nice there. and clean. <laughs> but no, going back to, to this game then, yeah, Fulham, it was a porous defence, four goals conceded at Coventry. They've had two weeks now to, to fix that and to focus on this fixture because it won't be easy. QPR are full of goals. You know, Charlie Austin, um, Chair as well, Elias Chair, who's... who's Obviously, was the downfall of for Blues. He was the, the main man that night. They've got threats, and I and I think you're right. There will be goals here because the defensive errors um, with some some very good attacking players. Yeah, I'm predicting goals here. I think a two-two draw. <laughs> Go for a draw again. Oh my god! Are you going to predict? Draw. If you, there will be one week, right, where you'll predict every game to be a draw. Yeah, and every game will be a draw. Yep. And you will, first of all, you'll rue the fact that you didn't put a bet on. And yeah. second of all, you'll uh, you'll rub it in my face forevermore. These are all true. I'm going to go for a high-scoring win. Mm. QPR to win. 3-1. Mm. Wow, wow. Are we really now thinking that Fulham have dropped off that much yes. and that they're going to struggle to, to catch up to the automatic places? Yes. If I could redo my predictions now, I'd take them off top spot. I, I think I would do it as well, but we'll we'll discuss those in a little bit more depth later in the show. <laughs> so I'm going to try to do another dodgy segue. Uh, we know that uh, <laughs> we know that uh, QPR have a bit of blue on their kit. Uh, two teams that have a bit of blue on their kit, or in the one case, lots of blue. Blackburn versus Coventry. God, this is getting this is getting tenuous now. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, oh my god. I mean, two sides though, Blackburn and Coventry um, that have started, uh, surprised a lot of people, I think, especially Coventry, uh, as much as you perhaps don't want to discuss it. Um, we've, got, we've got to talk about it. We've got to talk we about have it. got to talk about it. It's part of the pod job. Um, yeah. I think it's a really interesting game. It is. It is. I think um, goal scorers that, that have, have got, are going really well. Blackburn. The only, the only thing that goes against Coventry is they're away from home. Their home form has been brilliant. Yeah. It's away from home that they've been caught out. At times, so not to rush into a prediction, but I can't see Coventry winning the game. Okay, Blackburn went into the into the, into the international break, uh, having lost two games on the bounce. Yeah. Um, however, Ben Brereton Diaz has been on fire. I think he's the form player in the championship, mm. without doubt. He scores in every game at the moment, um, and even for Chile. He scored for Chile over the international break. Mm. Um, not that he's from Chile. Um, <laughs> I still haven't I don't had like, explained to me how that works. I don't like... I, so his grandmother's from Chile or something. Right, okay. Um, but I don't like that. I think you you should play for... It should only be your parents. If your parent... If you if like your dad's German mm. and your mum's English and you're born in England, 
uh, but you want to play for the German national team, that should be fine because your dad's mm -hmm. German. Mm -hmm. But after that, it should be no. You play for the, the country that you either your parents are or that you're born in. That should be it. Yeah. yeah. Anyway, yeah, it doesn't matter. It's like Shay um, Adams playing for Scotland. What's yeah, going? he's not Scottish. He's not Scottish. Don't get me wrong. I love seeing him on international duty, right? And we love Shay. Mm. And seeing him in seeing him in in dark blue for a moment makes me dream again. Yeah. Um. But he's not Scottish. <laughs> like he's 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 just not, is he? He's not Scottish. Yeah. And you can even say the same thing. Like Harry Kane obviously played for Ireland uh, mm. uh, youth teams and stuff. I don't. I think his. I think maybe his his grandmother was Irish, so he shouldn't have ever been. But he just couldn't get anywhere near English youth teams because right. he wasn't good enough. Um. Same thing goes with Jack Grealish as well. Mm, yeah, Jack Grealish yeah. was played for the. He actually played for the Irish national team at one point. I think he did, in, yeah. in one friendly when he was like nineteen years old or something. Mm. Declan um, Rice. We Rice as well. There's so many of them. But, um, <laughs> let's get back to the. Let's get back to to what we're here for. Diaz is flying the flag, the Chilean flag, and the Blackburn flag. Uh, really is. well at the moment. And I think that because I don't want to talk about commentary too much, I think we're <laughs> gonna. I'm gonna just predict that Blackburn will win this. Two, yeah, it's an interesting one because Coventry's last time out on the road, they did they were beaten 5 0 by Luton. Yes, they were on the road, and that's it's not that's you know and Kenilworth Park. Not everyone can go there and score five. Not everyone, not everyone. <laughs> it not could, everyone. That could be a, a curse, you know. I, I keep the ever since that time, I'm not sure. Ever since he won that game, we've just been freak been result. absolute dog. <laughs> yeah, well, yeah. The Kenilworth is is the home of freak results this season. So. Yeah, it seems to be the, the the case that yeah yeah. Oh, it's a difficult one to. Is call. there a game at Kenilworth this weekend, or uh, is, are they away? Luton are travelling to Millwall. Oh, we're not going to talk about that game in this segment. No, um, but for my prediction, you know, Blackburn, as you say, off the back of two bad results, losing at Huddersfield and then losing at Blackpool. Now they're at home. They've had two weeks to get it right. They've got the man Brereton Diaz up top, who's in in red hot form. Coventry, yes, they got that amazing win over Fulham, but that was at home. I think Blackburn will edge, edge this one. I'll go with 2-1, a home win. Oh, so we're agreeing on a score prediction. Yep, we are for well, once. We're agreeing often. for once, which is worrying. That does not happen often. What's, it, I, what's Coventry going to smash them for now? Yeah, well, that's it. It's just the way these things what's, go. What are there, are there, what, what's the other? There's at least two. one more game that we were going to talk about. Yes, we were going to just have a quick look at Bristol versus Bournemouth as well. Are you going to do a segue for that or not? Uh, <laughs> <laughs> on, on top of your head, uh, uh, <laughs> ooh, uh, Sky Blues of Coventry, Bristol City have a robin on their badge. There's the, the robins fly in the sky sometimes, it's something, <laughs> something like that. Then it's two teams that play in red Bristol versus ooh. Bournemouth. Um, yeah, the, the, I, I wanted to pick this one up because. A lot of people now fancy Bournemouth as the favourites, and rightfully so. They, they've really, really got going. The last five games, four wins uh, and a draw. Um, yeah, and Bristol City have started to find a little bit of form. They've picked up. Um, yeah, it's just a, this is this is one of those banana skins, you think, a, a fixture that could surprise you. A team like Bournemouth going well, but travelling somewhere like Bristol, Nigel Pearson's men. Uh, could could cause them some problems. I'll just be interested to see if if Bristol City can continue going the way they were going after the international break. I think they were a team that were really relying on their on their momentum. Mm, there it's it word is. We love taking us over half an hour to get there. I think they're nearly half an hour. I'm happy with that. Um, <laughs> but I think they were they are a team that have really been relying on 
on the way they were playing. And, and I think that, I think maybe they, they I think they'll get caught out. Mm. Um, so because this, because I know that th- this isn't going to be a massively long show uh, mm. today, it'll probably be the first show that we've ever done. It'll probably be less than an hour. Mm. Um, but anyway, I think I'm going to go with an away win. Mm. I'm going to go with a Bournemouth, but I don't think it'll be a high scoring win. I think it'll be one nil. I think they'll nick a one nil. And it won't be easy either. Bristol will, will make it tough for them, but I can't see Bournemouth not winning the game. Mm. Yeah, I mean, you know, you're looking at the table, Bournemouth are currently three points clear ahead of uh, this game week at, at the very top. You would have to fancy them, but... Uh, Let me just, guess, there's going to be a draw. Uh, there's just something about... <laughs> <laughs> I mean, looking at their last five, they've been all over the place looking at it. They drew at home to Luton, they won at QPR, drew with Fulham... Then they lost to Millwall and then they went away and beat Peterborough. So it's it, it seems to me like they're a team that aren't quite settled. They're all I, over the place. They are a bit all over the place. I think with this one, they will shock everyone and I think they will sneak a win and Bournemouth will be will be beaten and it'll that be is, a shock. That, a shock that, result of the weekend. That right there is the is the most outrageous Alex has ever been on this show. <laughs> I'm really pushing outside my comfort zone today. Wow, that is some that's something that I would say. That is I'm gonna say one unbelievable. One nil Bristol. Well, I'm going one nil Bournemouth. Okay. I I would have gone for a draw, but I know that's very boring. So I've gone let's for do, it. Let's I think we've got one more game we're gonna cover. Uh, another game of teams that play in red. Yeah. Uh, we go from the Robins to the Blades. As the blades look to cut down Stoke City in imperious form, he slash the pottery down. Um, I think so. This game is Stoke are in fine form. Stoke are, mm. uh, another team that are kind of shocking everyone. Yeah. Um, I think, and I think Stoke are the most likely team of all the teams that are shocking everyone. From you know Coventry, them Huddersfield, you could even say Blackburn are kind of maybe shocking people with her. Uh, losing Adam Armstrong and still uh, going the way they're going. I think yeah. Stoke are the team that I look at that I think will actually maintain it for the longest period of time, potentially looking to 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 stay up there in the mix for the for the playoffs the whole season. Mm. Um, and I see them beating Sheffield. I can't... I think Sheffield, while they finally found a way to put the ball in the back of the net, they're still not quite convincing me. Mm. And I think I think you feel the same, Alex. I have to agree. Uh, I think uh, the way that Stoke have been going, they ended uh, West Brom's unbeaten run just before the international break, which is no mean feat. Um, yeah, I can only see this going one way. I think they'll travel to Bramall Lane full of beans. Um, I'm expecting this to be another tight one, but I think Stoke will let Stoke will edge it out 2-1. Um, I think 2-0. Okay, nice, nice. Um, and I think I finally just wanted to mention Nottingham Forest versus Blackpool, I think, if before we wrap up this section. Partly because uh, I've been amazed by Blackpool's start. <laughs> They're in 12th place on 15 points, which is a really, really good start. Um, but we need to talk about Forest's turnaround briefly. Steve Cooper's come in. Uh, they've had since then. Uh, it's Well, just before he came in, they won a game. But since he came in, it's a draw and two wins. One of those being over Blues, I know. Um, Forest versus Blackpool. I'm just saying I'm not going to be happy if after 12 games Nottingham Forest will be above Birmingham Mm. after the start they had I will not be happy and it's very possible that will be the case especially not after the start we had Mm. but anyway 
that's how it can all change in a few weeks, isn't it? It's a scary, scary old thing, the championship. I I, I just really like the way the Blackpool have been going. I know they had an injury to uh, Lavery um, just before the international break, but it sounds like he's got the all clear and will be back in action. Um, yeah. I'm hoping Blackpool smash Nottingham Forest. Where is it? Is that Forest, isn't it? It is indeed. It's the city ground. So... Um, what do you think? What do you what do you think in terms of score line? I think there's just something about the way that Steve Cooper's got them going. I think Forest will beat Blackpool. Uh, I think it will get the crowd. They'll get the crowd going. Um, you know, they've they've not the two games that they've won under Steve Cooper so far have been away from home. Uh, they drew with Millwall just before that. I think they'll go out organs blazing, try to get the crowd back on side after the dodgy start to the season now, and, and put on a good performance in front of the fans and and put Blackpool away. I think this would be a comfortable 2-0. I, I think the inverse of what you think. I completely mm. disagree. I think Nottingham Forest are going to fall flat okay. after a little bit of momentum that they've got after the sacking of uh, oh, the man we love, that we felt so sorry for. Oh, we did feel sorry for uh, for our man, Chris. Hewton. Hewton. Mm. We love we love Hewton, don't we? But just, anyway, he just, wasn't doing the job. Um, I think they're going to fall flat. I think Blackpool are going to go there and they're going to run right. 3-0 Blackpool. Wow. 3-0 Blackpool. And I'm getting lambasted for thinking Bristol edge <laughs> out about Bournemouth. Bloody hell. 3-0 Blackpool. I've got, I, hey, I've got to put in a wild <laughs> prediction. It's part of, the, if I was sensible, we'll show. Yeah. It would, people would start to feel uneasy. They, 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 That's true. That's true. Wrong. Got to do something outlandish. Oh, yeah. I'm a very outlandish boy. You should know that. <laughs> The less said about that, the better. I think, uh, well, that, that pretty much wraps up our preview of the other fixtures. Uh, we're going to go to a very short break and then we're going to be looking at the terrifying prospect of Birmingham travelling to the Hawthorns and trying to get something out of the game. Nah, that's good. How that can happen. <laughs> we'll see you all very shortly. Welcome back to the Royal Blue Podcast. Now we're going to get into the real meat of the show and discuss Birmingham's trip to the Hawthorns. Um, I think to begin with, we need to discuss lineups that we, we yeah. think get the business done. And uh, we've both scribbled down our starting 11s. I think yeah. we've got a few differences we uh, have. that we need to discuss. Uh, do you want to go let's, first? Or well, let's, we let's first of all, just, let's talk about, I think more importantly, we should talk about formation and setup. Yeah. Because we've become a bit predictable. Mm-hmm. I've seen a lot of chatter amongst uh, fans about uh, have we have we kind of we've been found out teams know how to play against us and whatever. I know that we've both gone to four at the back. What what what's what formation have you gone for? Well, I really I really struggled. I, I really wish that Sanchez was back and fully fit and could start the game because I think mm, that would yeah, give us a dimension. But I, <laughs> what I've scribbled down is four two two two. Well. With I've gone a bit wild with pushing uh, the two behind Hogan and Duke. We, I think well we can discuss that why I've picked those two as well. Bella and Chung. I'm thinking just giving them that room to roam behind, um, behind the, the two front men. That's what I'm. That's what I've. So been what? Thinking. So what? So so you said. So what's your lineup then? So you've got. So, I assume you've got Sarkic in goal. Sarkic in goal. Uh, then we've got a back four of Collar, Sanderson, Dean, and Pedersen. So that means Roberts has been dropped. Uh, then holding, we've got Woods and Sunich. And then just in front of them, Chong and Bella that are given a bit of license to, to, to provide a little bit of width, which also would mean that Woods can push on just that little bit and pick those passes. 
Um, and then Hogan and Duke up top because that partnership was working so well at the start of the season and all this Deeney stuff disrupted it, I think. And now yeah, we no, need, I agree. We I need agree. to get them back back and firing. I think one thing that that so essentially it's a four four two because because Chong and Bella will drift wide at times. You could, you could say that, they'll come to, We need to you, so you want to attack teams, you know? Okay, I get that. And also, I suppose if they're more central, it gives license to more so Collar on mm. the right hand side to get That's forward. It. Um. Okay, I like. I've gone. I've gone kind of a bit more, but I've gone kind of four three three, mm-hmm. um, but with only one holding midfielder. Yeah. Um. So Sarkic in goal, uh, Colin Sanderson, Roberts, and Pedersen. Whoa, you're dropping um, the big man. <laughs> I've dropped the big man, um, which of course means we need a new captain. But I'll, I'll reveal that at the end. Mm-hmm. Um, Sunic as the only holding midfielder, just to add that bit more protection. Yeah. Uh, in front, I, I've, so I've also dropped Ryan Woods. Mm. Mm. Um, so my two cent- the other two central midfielders are attacking very attacking um, McGree and Chong I've actually put Chong kind of kind of in a, in that kind of central role because McGree is more of a is more of a central midfielder so it will allow Chong to kind of just roam where he wants to go we've seen him come back this season and help out defensively as well we know he can play that role in fact he played that role uh, on his debut against Sheffield United mm. so uh, that's where I've got him. And then a front three uh, of Bella, Juki and Hogan. Hogan would obviously come inside a lot and co- that would allow Colin to yeah, get, yeah. get up that right-hand side. And uh, Colin captain. Wow. Colin. 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 Maxime Colin. I've actually, I started a career mode with Ren on the old FIFA about about a month and a half ago. I was doing so well. I got offered the France job and the first thing I'd done... I brought Maxime Collard into the side. Why am I not surprised? I dropped Canate. Uh, wow! And I brought in Maxime Collard. That's, I mean, this obsession. I want to buy. I want to buy Maxime Collard for Red, <laughs> but I also don't want him to leave Birmingham. Oh God! So I've done. I've put him in my shortlist. So if anyone tries to buy him, I'd hear about it, and I would then buy him. But I'm keeping him at Birmingham for as long as possible. What a man! <laughs> He's my dream guest. I, I think. I think. Well, maybe one day. I, I I think if Dean is dropped, wouldn't isn't Duke vice captain? I think Duke. I don't care. Captain. I want it to be Colin. It's a difficult one, isn't it? That debate though about uh, the centre backs because both Roberts and Dean have made mistakes. Yes, and, I, and look, I, we're, I I'm a big fan of, of Harley Dean, right? Yeah. But I think it's time we just because I, I was watching one like one of the uh, I was watching the highlights of the Nottingham Forest game as you were saying, and he just he was just pointing at the danger, yeah, rather than busting a gut to to, mm. to make a block, and it was it's a while while I I do admire him a lot, I think he he brings a lot to the team. Certainly mm. in terms of leadership, you can't yeah. deny that. Yeah. At the end of the day, you are a defender. You've got to you've got to get in the way. You've got you've got to do. And he's made too many mistakes for me. That I think we've, what Lee Bowyer needs to do right now is show that he's not. The reason why I've dropped him is show that he's not bigger than the eleven. Mm, you true. can't just get away with mm. with being a bit lazy like he was there. Mm. So, yeah, you're going to be dropped. And for, I know it's a big game, but I think we've got to forget the opponents and we've got to just take each game as it comes, mm. I think. But so that would be my team. I think we've got to get McGree in the side far more. He was brilliant when he came on against QPR. Mm-hmm. We've got, if he, he he's, he's fit enough to start games for Australia, why is he not fit enough to start games for Birmingham City? Yeah, yeah. It's a good, it's a good question. It's a really good question. Um, 
I think you're absolutely right. I think something needs to happen defensively. Something needs to happen to those defenders mentally. The attitude needs to shift and showing them that they aren't invincible. They are droppable. Even the captain is droppable. Might be the way to do that. They might give them the rocket that they that they need, you know. There's um, only one, in my opinion, there is only one player in that, the two players in, in, in our current 11 that's undroppable. Mm-hmm. And one of them, according to some rumours, maybe dropped Matthias Sarkic. He's been brilliant this mm. season yes yeah. we've conceded goals but there's not really been any goal that we've conceded where you can pin it on him he's been in a t- tough run of fixtures he at least has has retained some against QPR some... he made a couple of brilliant saves yeah a couple yeah. of really brilliant saves um but there's some rumors that Etheridge may start this game mm. floating about um I hope I hope not that'd be harsh on Sarkis. I think that would be harsh um and secondly for me I think Colin is undroppable mm. Not only because he's been because he has been Mr. Consistent, Mr. Reliable, as we know, but also because we haven't really got anyone that can cover the right that right back slot mm. comfortably enough to, to replace him. So yeah. I think Colin and Sarkic are the two undroppables. Yeah. I know I, I I can't really disagree with that. I, you know, a few years ago we perhaps would have said that Yukovic should be in that conversation, but I think maybe, but I think you know, with the arrival of Dini um and Chuck's and Nicky, that we don't really know what what is our attacking style? What, I don't know. What, what do we want the strikers? To I don't do? think Shucks, I don't think we can include Shucks in our attacking no. style. I don't think he's he's going to bring enough to the team. Right. I, I, in yeah. those first few weeks, we just had Hogan was working his socks off, and again, we'll need that in the West Brom game. We'll need yep. him and Chong and Bella, you know, further up the pitch. They'll have to, to they'll have to come back and help protect because West Brom are a dangerous side, especially in turnover of possession. Um, Will you be but, watching the game? Uh, I will do my best to. It's going to be my my leaving. So leaving do, isn't my it? Final uh, my final day at my in my current role on Friday, um, but uh, yeah, I, I just it just seemed to me like we had that a real equilibrium in those front two, the Duke oh, and Hogan partnership. But now that yeah, they had a real understanding, you know, and and it seemed like they really complemented each other. They both put a shift in. Hogan just is slightly quicker than Duke, and he can cover a bit more ground, and he was really grafting. Has the Dini signing? Has it sort of? Obviously, on the pitch, it will make a difference. But has there been any? Has there been a shift in the attitude? Has it? Has it made the strike other strikers feel? Uh, I don't know. Has it just quite caused a shift in their mentality? It's, there's Maybe definitely been bit. something that's gone on there. I think. But I think if there was a time to fix it, it would have been a two-week international break. Very true. Very true. So we don't know who's going to turn up really at the, uh, on this game. We could turn up and be amazing. We really could, and we could turn up and play like we did at the start of the season almost like, you know, into the international break, hit that reset button, go away against a team who you'd expect would would beat us, as we did with Sheffield United, mm. and, and and show the rest of the league that, that, we've, that we're not going to just roll over. But um, I would be okay if we didn't win the game, if we put in a good performance I with think that kind of team. Yeah, that's that. I don't, I don't mind if we go and lose 2-1 or 2-0, but we put in a really good, like we, a couple of really good play. Because there's some things that the coach that, that, that Lee Bowyer can't do. Like Lee Bowyer can't suddenly make everyone really good at finding the back of the net. But what he can do is he can make a system where you, you've got the best chance of doing it. Mm. You know, and if we if we look comfortable defensively, but we get caught out by a bit of brilliance or some lovely play, you, you can't. We can't complain about that. So I think in terms of predictions, I'm actually going to go with. A, I was about to say a win. <laughs> And I want to say, I want to say a win, but I'm going to go with a draw. Okay. 
I think we'll come away with a one-all draw from the Hawthorns. Wow. And I think it, we'll have to work really hard from it for yeah. it. And I think both sides will probably have chances to nick it. Mm-hmm. But I, 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 I can't say that we're going to lose. Mm-hmm. It's a difficult one. You know, you look at West Brom, they've, they did lose their unbeaten streak uh, just before. Oh, damn. If we, if we do lose or if we do win or draw, it gives Coventry the opportunity to go second. <laughs> well, or the, the conundrum in my head. <laughs> yeah, I know. It's a tough one. I just think that West Brom, we might see a bit of a reaction, you know, losing a game before the international break. Um, they're back at home. They, they're going to make it. It's going to be a, a tough, tough game. I, I think the way that they they play now under the new manager, they're, they're a difficult physical side. Um, and you look at, you just look at the, the, the options they've got in their squad, you, you know, just looking at their midfielders, for example, you got the likes of Snodgrass, Livermore, uh, Matty Phillips, Adam Reach, Alex Mauer. They've just got so many good options. Um, if we get a draw, it will be a really, really good result and something. That I'll we- be very happy with a draw. Um, I just wish I could be as optimistic as as you. I just wish I could. I just can only really see it going one way, and I don't want to say it, but but my, you know, this I've got to use my head. Uh, I think West Brom will beat us, but I think we will see a performance from Lee Bowyer's men that will give us good. a great heart. And uh, I think that's 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 just as important as a result. Mm-hmm. I think. Don't get me wrong, if we went there and we played absolutely crap, but we mm. need to 1-0 win, we'd be really, we'd be happy. Mm. But we're not going to go there and do that. We, The more likely thing is we'll go there, put in a good performance and lose on maybe one mistake or lose on a bit of brilliance from West Brom like that. Like that goal that they scored, that volley from... Oh, um, the Alex Mauer yeah, one. The, the, Mauer, the Mauer volley, just something hearty, like that. Yeah. <laughs> um, but anyway... Shall we? I know we've got we we are going to wrap up soon. Is it like yes. so it's going to be a shorter show? Um, we didn't talk much about West Brom, but that's because we don't really care about West Brom. <laughs> um, but let's shall we do our, our let's let's so it's been the international break. Yeah. Should we chuck in a should we chuck in a, a, a little sound bite here or are we just going to go into it straight away? Yeah, no, I think before we wrap up, we'll just uh, take a quick break. I've got to try to find where I scribbled down my uh, my cool. predictions for the season anyway. So uh, yeah, good. we'll be back in one moment. So we're back with the final segment of the Royal Blue podcast. Uh, and before we get into it, a reminder to follow us on Twitter and Instagram at Royal Blue Pod. Um, what else is there? People can email us, can't they, Joe? Email. What's the email? You Tell me the email. Tell me that you know the email. Uh, it's royalbluepodcast at gmail.com. Yes. Boom. I nailed it. I, it's because the cast part isn't, isn't in the bits. <laughs> I've got a very weird brain how it stores information. Anyway, we're going to, for the final section of the show, we are going to revisit our pre-season uh, top six uh, and bottom three predictions. And uh, I've just found mine and they are bad. They are yeah, bad. Mine, mine aren't great. They're getting worse as it went on, actually. I remember we looked at them after a few weeks and I thought, hang on, this I'm doing all right here. But now the, the game has just completely changed. Do you want to go? Do you want to go first? <laughs> um, should we start at the top or the bottom? Uh, should we start at the bottom? Let's start at the bottom. So I'm 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 happy with my 24th and 23rd. Okay. Peterborough 24th mm-hmm. and Derby in 23rd. I know you've got them the other way around. I have got them the other way around. Yeah. Um, I do. I think Derby will pick up enough, and I think they will overtake Peterborough. I think you're probably right. Yeah. Um, mm. I could see Derby pushing on, maybe. 
maybe if if but there's a lot of ifs mm. if Mike Ashley comes in if they invest in January with Mike Ashley but I don't know how quickly they could get Mike Ashley to I don't know how how quickly it takes to actually It'd be complicated, I think so, yeah there's a lot of debts and there's so also I, I think I think fines and things going on yeah I'm pretty happy but my 22nd is a wild shout <laughs> I think yours is somehow worse than mine. It did, yeah, yeah. It did look. Listen, okay. First of all, at the start of the season, this didn't seem all that wild. Mm. It's Coventry. Coventry in twenty-second position. Twenty-second. Wow. Right. So that I, I mean, there is a chance that might even be mathematically impossible at this point. I don't know. Um, <laughs> I don't know about that. <laughs> it feels like that. It feels. It does. It feels like it. Um, yeah, it's just a bad decision. Mm. Um, there was a bit of bias in the fact that I don't like Coventry. Yeah. Um, no, I did not notice. Is that the case? Yeah. I'll, I'll tell you. I'm, yeah, not, I'm, big, that I'm, not, I'm not the biggest of fans of Coventry, really. <laughs> anyway, so, yeah, I've got them. Yeah, that's, that's poor, really, from me. Well, mine, uh, mine aren't much better. As you say, uh, I, have, I have Derby in bottom place, but the way things are going, I don't think that'll, that'll happen. And then I've got Peterborough in 23rd. I think Derby will leapfrog them and Peterborough will probably end up bottom of the table. But in 22nd, I have Huddersfield. I did not expect them to have the start they have had. Um, and yet, look, in a few weeks' time, they might have lost a few and they might start tumbling down the table, but they might have won a few and they might be in the playoffs. They don't look to me like a side that are going to be sucked into a relegation battle, but we've only had 11 game weeks. First um, of all, it's very, it's very difficult to not look like an idiot doing predictions before a ball's been kicked. <laughs> so, this is a problem with predicting. If we, could repl- so, so, if we could replace our 22nd place pick, Ooh. who would you put in there now? I mm. would put... I know who I'd put in there. I think you'd put the same in as well. Mm-hmm. I'd go Cardiff. Oh, ah, okay. I think, I think, if they lose to Swansea, hot take. If they lose to Swansea, they'll be fine. If they beat Swansea somehow or draw to Swansea and they keep Mick McCarthy in, they'll tum- they'll they'll continue to tumble, and then it'll be too late by the time they do make a change. So I think Cardiff will finish twenty second. Wow! Over, it, that's what that that would be my change. I have to we we have to lock in our predictions from the start of the season. Yeah. Um, but if I could make a change right now, it would be to put Cardiff in over Coventry in twenty second. See, I, I think that. Well, yeah, the Swansea game is a big one, as we said earlier. But either way, Mick McCarthy, if he gets sacked, they'll get someone in that will keep him up. They'll get yeah. Steve Bruce in. <laughs> Joe, I, Joe, I was, I, I, I've seen a couple of links that Steve Bruce going to Nottingham Forest. I thought that's a bit below. His, that's why that's a bit below. His that's great. I mean, yeah, I mean, they've obviously got Steve Cooper in now, who's uh, who's got him firing. St- yeah, Steve Bruce will. He's still got his job, but all the rumours are saying that Steve Bruce to Norwich. To Norwich. <laughs> Keep him up. <laughs> I mean, that would be really interesting. Complete change in the way that they like to play football. But but hey, if they're desperate to stay in the Prem rather than yo-yoing every couple of years, you know. Um, I think for, for the team that I would put in 22nd, it's tempting to look at Cardiff, but I I think Barnsley will just about have enough to get themselves out of trouble. I'm going to go for Hull. Hull? Hull, you think Hull are going to go back down? Yeah. I, I think, think Hull will be fine. Okay. Okay. Personally. Right, well, so let's, let's go to the top. Yeah, let's look at our top. Should we, should we do the... Uh, <laughs> do I'm, pretty, do the I'm pretty happy with my top six. I'm not happy with mine. So, <laughs> I mean, I'm, I'm, not, I'm not all too convinced of the order of them. 
Mm. But yeah, the teams I've got in there, I'm okay with them. So who have you who so who have you got? Let's do sixth to third first. Okay, so oh, no, no, let's do no, that's no, that's let's leave first and second first. Okay, first second. I've got in top place, and this is one that's annoyed me the most, uh, is Fulham. Yeah, me too. I've got Fulham. Because they have a better squad than anyone else in the league. And I mean squad. Um, you know, they've got a starting eleven and a bench that maybe West Brom could match the first eleven in terms of quality, but in terms of a squad. No, they yeah, walk. yeah, they've got. They should be walking the league. And second, um, place, second place, I've got the baggies. Okay, that's that's not a bad shout. That that, that well, they I clearly mean, are, but <laughs> but it you know it's it's the fact that I've not included Bournemouth in my top two that uh, has it irritated. Yeah, I've, I mean, I put Bournemouth third, mm, but in second, and this does really annoy me, is Sheffield United in second. Wow. What? You put Sheffield United in second. I forgot. I'd forgotten that. I put Sheffield United in second, and that's what were you thinking? Did we record that after you'd had a couple of beers? <laughs> I've always had a couple of beers, mate. Let's be honest. No, I haven't. I'm not addicted to alcohol. Um, <laughs> your age, you're fine at your age. Probably. I've got. I've only. Look, I've only got seven left in my fridge. I need to stock really? up. Well, that's yeah. Desperate. In my mini fridge, I'm literally my mini fridge is about a meter away from me right now. <laughs> um, no. Any. Anyway. So Sheffield United in second. What what were you thinking? Was it the squad? Was well, it before it was the squad because we recorded we we done these predictions before a board. Yeah, act. yeah. And you look at the team; they just come down. They they were a good Premier League team as well, and even even in the season they went down, they finished bottom, but they put up a fight towards the end of it. I thought, and they hadn't and they hadn't lost anyone major. You know, they still kept a hold of Sander Berger, Olympe Bernie up top. At the time, they still had Aaron Ramsdale in goal as well. Mm. I just, I'd, I'd still, I still think they, they've got it to get to the top six. There's still a long way to go. They've got the Aaron Ramsdale money to maybe inject some players in, in January. And also, I thought maybe Rian Brewster would, at this level, would. It's but I got it wrong. Goals, yeah. I would, I would. But if I was to again, if I was, if we were to redo the predictions now, I'd drop Sheffield United from the top six. Well, I, I shouldn't be too hard on you because I have Sheffield United in fourth in my predictions. Okay. Well, let's go on. Let's go on to third to six. So who in third place I have Bournemouth. Same. Which yeah, I'm pretty happy with Bournemouth in third. I'm happy with that prediction. Um they could, you know, an injury to Philip Billing or uh and they could slip down without a doubt. Um so I'm okay with that. I think they I think, I think we made those predictions before Dan Juma left as well, didn't we? We did, yes, yes, we did, yeah. A big miss for them, but they're going really well as it is. They are. Table. So uh, I think I think yeah. that Bournemouth will. Um, I mean, I think they'll get automatic promotion. They'll probably finish at least at least second uh, if they between, keep going. Got to, I mean, we know we can talk about Coventry and Stoke being up there, but it's got to be between Bournemouth, West Brom, and Fulham for the top two, hasn't it? Yeah, has you think, yeah, yeah, it has. It. Um, fourth, you've got Sheffield in fourth. Um, I've got West Brom in fourth. Mm, okay, and, I, and I'm okay with that. I think that is where they'll finish. Actually, okay, I still that is probably the only one of my predictions where I think that is, I would keep that one exactly the same. Mm, mm. Um, so I'm happy with that. Maybe actually, maybe my, maybe my sixth place. No, no, that's my fifth. No, I'd move my fifth place to my sixth place. Who have you got in fifth? In fifth place, and I'd rather not talk about it. Uh, I've got Cardiff. 
<laughs> but they started really well. I thought Mick McCarthy, a no-nonsense manager, knows the league. He'll sort of get them organised. And then they've just lost five games on the trot. What is going on? <laughs> yeah, that's not... If they do end up getting relegated, like I think they will, that that could... that. I mean, I mean, if Co- if Coventry get the playoffs and I've put them to finish 22nd, that's pretty bad. But um, Steve Bruce will come in and turn it around for the Bluebirds at Cardiff. <laughs> they'll, they'll still get fifth. It'll be fine. Come on, Brucey. <laughs> come on, Brucey. Talk to me, Brucey. <laughs> I would, uh, I'm not too convinced. Um, my fifth place is Blackburn Rovers. Oh, that's a good shout. That's and I'm happy. I'm, I'm, I'm happy with that. I'm, I'm still big Ben Brereton Diaz in there. The big, big with, yeah, with uh, with my Santiago on Trent man, love him. What a player! Don't like that he plays for Chile. I reckon he'd, he'd have a shout to get in the England team in a few years if he'd stuck it out. That's a good shout. I mean, he's only 21, isn't he? I mean, he's, yeah. a, ki- he's a kid. Oh, he's 20, yeah, 21, 22. He's, he's your age, nearly. I'm, I'm 21 in. Uh, mate, your youngest cousin is twenty-one. In, that is, don't like, say things like that. That's days. terrible. What's the date? Is it the twelfth? Don't 12th? say things like that. It's the twelfth. In ten days' time, your youngest cousin will be twenty-one. Years that old. makes you feel so old. That is ridiculous. <laughs> don't, don't ever say anything like that ever again. <laughs> you just can't, you just cancel my birthday plans to come yeah, on. No, to <laughs> I think anyway. <laughs> yeah, he could. I'd, I'd he, give him a few years. I reckon he'd. In the form he's in, I'd be very if, surprised if, if he's not playing at a very good like. If like the, top if the, 10 exactly, if if Blackburn don't get promoted, he'll be in the Premier League next year. Don't go to Burnley. Whatever you do, don't go to. Burnley. Please go to Burnley. That'd be hilarious. <laughs> Brereton Diaz at Burnley. They, well, I guarantee you they'll have a go. They'll try to get him in. Oh yeah. Oh absolutely. They will. Burnley do it. Yeah, that's what they do. They just pick up players from the Championship. <laughs> that's, that's an excellent model from at Turf Moor. And why not go to Turf Moor? They were a few years ago. They were in Europe. True. Um, so yeah, that's my fifth. Who's your sixth? This is the one I'm not happy with. This one either. Okay. Well, sixth place, I've got QPR, which is where they currently are. Ah, uh, yeah, I'd probably put QPR there now if I could change it. But I've got Luton there. Okay. Who at the start of the season that was a bit of a maybe a little bit of a wild one at the start of the season. Yeah. But with the squad they've got, I think they're I expected was, to have a solid there. season. But yeah, maybe that's a step too far. But then yeah. They're okay. They're in 13th at the moment. So, nestled in mid-table. So, okay, that, that's our predictions. Let us know how stupid we are on our social medias, as we've said, at Royal Blue Pod on Twitter and Instagram. Yeah. Or email us with some slander if you want. I don't care. Just email. Yeah, email just us. hit us up, man. We're just Podcast at gmail.com. We like the contact. <laughs> we do. We love the contact. I'm so lonely. <laughs> <laughs> well, well, you don't live alone. I, I live alone. Oh, Joe. It's sad. Well, don't worry, mate. As you, you, you're a young lad, you want to have a bit of bit of independence. A bit sometimes, of, I, sometimes I cuddle my pillow at night to sometimes times yourself. You've got plenty of stuff. To <laughs> enjoy, your, enjoy your freedom because when you get married and you know you, things change, you don't have as much free time getting nagged yeah. all the time. Uh, I've got enough free time to do this though. Well, yeah, that's it. That's it. I hope my wife isn't listening because I'll be in trouble for that comment. Um, is she, she, is she still at work this time? No, she she got back earlier, but uh, she's. I think I've got. I think I'll get away with it. She yeah, I think it'll be fine. We've got sound. We, we should sound pretty often. She doesn't care about the pod. <laughs> good. Anyway, good. we can say whatever we want and get away with it. Uh, anyway, um, where? So just before before we do wrap up, just very 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 quickly. Do where do Birmingham finish? A oh. num a position number. God, you're joking. How, how am I supposed to predict that after the crazy eleven games where we stuck after five games? I felt on top of the world. I thought we're we're going to push on here. We're going to have a season where we're going to look like we could get a playoff spot. 
since then, it's all gone to shit. <laughs> Were we allowed to swear? Uh, well, you've, you've said it now. I'm not going to... I mean, Maybe I can, I'll, maybe I'll, I'll find a way to bleep it. Bleep it. It's fine. I'll find a way to bleep it. It's fine. Oh, wicked. That's a good idea. Put a little sound effect in. Um, I think we will finish around about where we are now. We're in 16th currently. Oh, I God, think, don't say that. <laughs> I, think, I think there will be a, a, a moment or two in the new year where we worry about relegation, but with a handful, maybe six or seven games to go, we will just about be okay points-wise. So I'm going to go with Birmingham finishing... 14th. 14th? Oh, I'm okay. going to go with a little bit of optimism there. We're going to... Well, we'll you think that's optimism. I'm No rhyme or reason behind it. We're going to finish 11th. 11th? Okay. Yeah. okay. I'll take that, approaching the top 10. Yeah. yeah, no no rhyme or reason behind it. That's just... I like the number. And where will Coventry um, finish, Joe? 22nd. <laughs> <laughs> hey, it's possible. Anything <laughs> is possible in this crazy league. Uh, no, Coventry will finish <laughs> 7th. Seventh, they'll miss out on the playoffs. Yes, but at least there's a bit of there's a bit of sting. If Coventry, if Coventry get to the playoff final, I'm gonna I'm gonna go to the playoff final for the other team. Oh wow! And support them. <laughs> That's the level of uh, dis dislike. Yeah, hopefully we'll try. I'll try to get to uh, Coventry away, which is at the end of November. Actually, I do need to talk to you very briefly about that after the show. Okay. Um, I don't know why I said that on air, um, but I did now. So. Just so you know, me and Alex talk off air sometimes. We do. We do discuss things outside of recording. Yes. We do. In today's modern world, it sounds mad not to record everything. But I know. What? What's going on? I mean, it's probably being recorded at some point. By someone. By some, by, by, some, by some MI5 agent. <laughs> James um, Bond is listening. Yeah. Agent Smith, hi. <laughs> anyway, let's wrap up. We're getting, we're getting silly now. Yeah. Thank you all for joining us for another episode. Uh, we'll try to get another one out because there's, there's midweek fixtures next. There week. are midweek fixtures. So we'll try and get them out. Uh, we'll try and record on Monday, maybe. We, well, it depends. Sunday. I've got a few things on work. We, we'll discuss it. We'll figure we'll out. We'll discuss it. We'll, we'll have a look. Um, we'll I know we're, we're both quite hectic with, with current work schedules and stuff. So, yeah. but we'll, uh, we'll do our best to get them out after every match day. Uh, yeah. But yeah. Anything else to add, Alex? No, it's uh, from me. It's keep right on. Keep right on.